When I was a kid, I had a little cockatiel named Princess Phoebe. You did? I had no idea. Birds love me. I'm not even joking. If I'm in a house and there's a bird, that bird will just fly on my shoulder and just sit there all day. Princess Phoebe used to fly around the house. She was a beautiful cockatiel. And then one day, I walked into the kitchen in the morning, and I heard my mom go, bye, Phoebe. And then, like, shut the window. And I'm like, Mom, where's Phoebe? Oh, I I don't know where she is. And I'm like, Mom, saw you let Phoebe fly. She's like, I didn't. And that was like... I can't believe I've never heard this story before. Because it's a story of loss. (laughs) Hey, I'm Danny Passman. I'm a reality TV casting executive. I'm fierce as fuck. I'm Lauren Berger. I am all of those things as well. Welcome to Reality Therapy. We interview amazing people that want to be on reality TV, and we decide whether or not they should be stars on a reality television show or should just get therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Reality Therapy. Welcome to Reality Therapy, bitches! Mouth pop. Uh, We are back on another episode of Reality Therapy. Yes. Podcast where we... Break down the art form of reality (laughs) TV casting. It's an odd job. It's not like being a lawyer. It's not like being a doctor. Like when people say, what do you do? Like uh, in public that aren't in the business, it's kind of like, huh, that's cool. What does that mean? People are constantly pitching you shows. But do you think that this happens to you because you're just a genuinely curious person and you can't help yourself but ask these questions? That's what I always wonder because I'm like, maybe I should just, when I'm in social situations that aren't work related, I try not to engage in any way whatsoever because I don't want people just to be like, you know what? I would make the best. Like, it's just, do you think it's because you're naturally curious that people are always approaching you or do you think? I'm curious until my third drink. And then I'm just combative. <laughs> no, like I'm uh, <laughs> like usually. <laughs> Why the third? Drink? Yeah, there's usually like uh, like for example a dinner party. I always walk into a dinner party. I'm like, don't drink tonight. Don't drink tonight. Don't drink tonight. Don't drink till nine. Have your first drink at nine. You know, like you play right. all those rules. You go in immediately. You pour your first drink. You're like, I'm in. Then dinner comes out. By the third drink, I'm always shit faced, and then I always feel horrible. I leave early. I Irish exit in the morning. I feel horrible about myself. So. What was your question? How do I feel about a dinner party? <laughs> that was not my question. <laughs> no. So you said Did you this, ask me my dinner party alcohol I, etiquette? Oh, no. But I'm, I'm glad to know. I'm going to watch. I wasn't I'm sure. going to monitor your alcohol intake from now on. So now I know what level you're at. I hate when you tell someone you work in reality TV and they don't even pretend to have an idea for you. And they're like, okay. You're like, bitch, pitch me an idea. Yeah, I know. It's like. It's like going on a date with a doctor and being like, well, why is my scrotum this? Like, why is my balls do that? Or like, you know, like I have, you know. Wait, but all doctors don't know about scrotums and balls. No, but it's like, or it's like going on a therapist and it's yeah. like meeting your friend who's like, oh, Mark's a psychiatrist. And you're but like, we, Mark, am I depressed or what's happening? But I feel like if you work in reality TV, immediately pitch yourself. But again, if you say you work in reality TV, people are just, they don't really know what that means. I, I think when it gets to the point where you're like, I'm responsible to come up with ideas is when you get that, oh, I have the best idea for you and part of me is always like just don't tell me because i hear this all the time but then the other part of me is like please tell me because i really need a show it is interesting i have a whole group of friends um in san francisco that are like in the tech world that are like very intellectual very wealthy and they run and live a very sort of amazing crazy lifestyle Mm -hmm. and yet they are so fascinated with the bullshit that i do oh my god like they're so like Oh my god! I watched this, your show, and I love when the character did this. And I'm like, oh my god, you're why are you like why do you even care? But I think people want 
Because it's weird. It's a weird job. I have the same experience, too, with people who, like, have real jobs that help humanity. I find myself at these dinner parties regaling them with our stupid stories of, like, going to the swamps with Trapper John because that it's crazy. And that they don't do that if they're a lawyer, like, sitting behind their desk. Yeah. It's very weird. So today's episode, we will take phone calls of people who want to be on reality TV. And we will also reveal our mystery guest. Ooh, our mystery guest. Let's just do it now. Her name is Lindsay Whitehorn. Lauren and I first met Lindsay years ago. She was an executive at HGTV mm-hmm. and DIY. And she was the person that you always knew that like really gets it, really was on point, on trend. Also, like her <laughs> role at that company was like the little sister. Right. Like mm-hmm. I was there for 10 years. At some point I had like a number of hit shows. I was like doing well. And I was still just everyone's little sister. But she did one day wind up like stealing an amazing office. Is it the one I that the, I was in? Yeah, yeah, yeah that dope corner office. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I worked hard to get to the corner office. Slash, it was <laughs> yeah. the one that was open when I got my promotion. <laughs> so, Lindsay, you worked on Property Brothers and... Yeah, Property Brothers, Fixer Upper. Never heard of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it was a small show. Uh, Love It or List It. I love the woman. Just good to know. Just Hillary, like, she's the most cultured and interesting person you can hang out with, and he's just the sweetest. It, that's always nice when the people are not assholes that you're working with. I that's a imagine. big rule for me at this point in my life. Our whole company's <coughs> motto is good shows, good people. Oh, nice. You love oh, a hashtag. One other thing about Lindsay, and then we're going to go to her new company. Lindsay travels a lot. So unlike myself, who just video Skypes people and then tries to sell it, Lindsay actually goes to where they live a lot, and she loves an airport foot selfie. Yeah, that started when I was at HG because I was was literally traveling every other week, and people would be like, your life is so glamorous. And I'm like, I'm actually sleeping on airport floors in tiny towns all over America. HGTV doesn't put their execs up at hotels. It's just a lot of... Apparently. (laughs) That's not true. HGTV is wonderful to their employees. So Lindsay loves social media. She's a very just sort of like loose and uncurated Instagram page. <laughs> that wasn't a compliment. No, I don't think it was. So kind of like your wardrobe? Yeah. Would you consider yourself nice. an influencer? No, I wish. I have a thing on my Instagram once a week with my best friend who I share an office space with called um, Instagram Influencers We'd Like to Become Friends With, where we get really thirsty and beg two influencers to be our friends and then one celebrity like this week it was daniel levy last week it was jennifer garner no one ever responds no, no one what do you do has that really responded no we just we do an instagram story where we just get super thirsty and you at them and then yeah see if they, they don't funny. really respond anyway, so Lindsay sorry. then started her own company called 547 barnard and she's killing it she is crushing it she has a lot of stuff going on it's nice to hear like oh you have a lot going on because i feel like when i mean you know what it's like you You never feel like there's a lot you never feel like a lot's going on because it takes so long to get something to air especially the home shows too right because the builds take a long time actually build a house but the problem is once you're once it airs and like you don't hear anything back from the network for a while and then Right, you always have to assume something is dead until you're told otherwise. It's it's weird that you just kind of start feeling okay with that. Yeah. We were talking about that, my amazing development team, the other day, and how you kind of eventually self-adjust to like being okay with not knowing and not hearing back on things that like are potentially (laughs) life-changing for you, but as someone who was at the network for 10 years, when you're at the network, you might forget to respond about something, but when you respond, that's a life-altering yeah. response yeah. for the production company on the other side. It's like, oh, by the way, we loved this reel. 
you didn't tell me that four days ago when you <laughs> yeah. found this out. Like, this yeah. is literally the greatest thing to happen to me. Yet I was like sitting on my couch eating Cheetos, crying. Yeah. Well, I Oops. like I like I when they say, um, "Hey, can we set up a call to talk?" And so in your mind, you're like, oh "It my could God. be good. It could be bad." You no, never but in know. your head, you're like, "They're gonna talk to you. It's gonna be good." And then it's mm-hmm. always like, "Hey, <laughs> hey, what's going on? Hold on, Kathleen. All these people are on the phone. Everyone's dying." And then they're like, um, "It's a mess." It's a pass. <laughs> that has not happened to oh, me. I had that happen recently. Horrifying. Some, uh, a network was like, hey, do you mind jumping on a call next Tuesday at I... four? I'm like, yeah, that's great. And then like, I waited a week. And then yeah, like, like, how do you live between the time they yeah. ask you and like, that we just want to pass, four. but we wanted just to do it in person. We I'm to... not going to say that. Well, that's the thing. I'm not going to say the network, but I actually was called into a meeting at a network to get a pass. I'm like, really? <laughs> Like why? Like it was really mean. That's so know. mean. We'd like so to mean. watch you like, fail. I know it was. It was horrifying. But I do think if I'm not hearing, that means it's still alive. So Lindsay, <laughs> have you ever seen somebody on Instagram? You've skyped them. They look like their work is impeccable. They, they seem, seem above they board. They seem above board. You <laughs> get HGTV or a network to pay you some money to go meet them. You go out there and you're like. Wait, you didn't think their work was as spectacular as you thought it was going to be? I mean, like, I have, I think, the best people in the game who can cast people who renovate and in that lifestyle space. But, like, you find these just really big characters <clears throat> that always shock me, and the tapes are always so lively. It's so and, like, frustrating. It's so frustrating, because <laughs> I'm like, do you ask them to drink before the Skype? Like, how do you That's get... really sweet. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, and you also train. Really it's like a it. camp. It's like you train these youngins to, like, get these kind of Skypes and, like, I'm first now, now that we're just starting to kind of dive into making shows for other, or pitching other networks, like other types of shows, I'm talking to my team and being like, okay, so we need to get this, that, or the other. And I keep thinking to myself, like, I'm not doing a good job of teaching them mm-hmm. this. I wish it's I just hard to get good Skypes. Years. Well, you also Skype like with people two, three, four times, like to, cause to get what you want, like to get them to a yeah. place where they're good. I mean, I don't, I rarely do that. Sometimes I'm like, eh, well, especially because well, sometimes get, people are just terrible. I just sold a project to <clears> E. <throat> my team worked on like six castings and like nothing happened. You know, it's like, Hard. We did a lot of steps six in the dark. castings and nothing happened. Try like sixty. No, but we like you know some of it was funded, but mm-hmm. most of it was like a network with gave us an area, and I said to each person like take three weeks, and then you know I got excited about stuff, edited it down, and the networks were like thanks, but nothing, Ugh, you know, it's horrible. But recently I I sold a project to E. I sold it off the Skype casting, but it was the next step's um, like a twelve minute presentation tape or twenty twelve to twenty minutes. And I don't, I Skyped 37 people. Damn. Personally? And, not personally. Yeah, personally. Wow. And then I, I just wanted to do it myself because I, I felt like. Do you Skype and cut or do no. you Skype and then hand the raw over to someone? I hand it to my editor. Who I love. And do you hand, uh, do you do a paper cut on it? No, he doesn't. You just it hand it to them blind. I basically say like, here are the things I like about this person. I, just, I say like, I want to do a cold open. Here are the six topics I want for the cold open. And then for the wrap-up, here are the three topics I want for the wrap-up. So for each person, just pull those bites and, and make a little string out of that. You know? Oh, so this is a this is a group cast. Yeah. Okay, and you, so you Skype each person separately and yeah. then put it together as one full. Yeah, group. it also felt good. Like, I love Skyping. I love talking to people. And I think I also am producing. You know, they'll say a line that's really funny. Like, oh, my God, say that again. But I'm like, hey, I know what my editor needs for transitions and what he needs for setup bites. So I feel like a lot of it is just producing. Producing. I, oh, and I, I also am, I'm very crazy about framing and very crazy about how Skypes look, what they're dressed, like what the backdrops are. Like I spend like a half an hour being like, you got to pick a different room. 
This has to look nice. But a lot of my junior people don't realize that at first. Like today, this girl showed me a Skype with nine people on the Skype. Oh my God. And they're all talking over each other. And she's like, I did this. And I'm like, what do I do? With this? Like, I, I can't edit that down. You know, and so it's like. Sometimes I like a lot of people in a room if it feels very mm-hmm. crowded and piled <clears throat> on top of each other. Oh, I don't like that. Um, but but I've I'll learned do that, that and then do and I'll do cutaway. Right, and then you have to do separate ones. Well, I always it's one. like a game of uh, musical chairs. You're always, you're always like um, there's like nine people and they're all talking and they're like, great. So I'm gonna do you two interesting people first, yep. and yep. then you'll Skype them for half an hour, and then like the stragglers, like you just like do a five or five minutes, yeah, yeah. I don't do Skype. <clears throat> I mean, like my team does Skypes, but mm-hmm. I don't do Skype. I think, I think you should. I, because I think it's you're hard because real- I have such a slow, boring voice oh, that no. tends to bring people down. Oh, that's interesting. Like I, I put people very, <laughs> like in a sleepy, calm space. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I speaking of crowds, well, we can yeah. yeah. Speaking yeah. of crowds, we are about to take a call with a crowd. Oh. Mm-hmm. of spirited Americans. You're gonna get to talk to I'll people, Lindsay. Oh my god! Let's quickly watch their sizzle mm-hmm. reel. Yep, and let's come right back. Yes. This is the story of how a film gets made. Final round, three, two, one. Starring Josh Rubin. It's his first feature. You were the worst, Aya Cash. Can we not do this right now? (laughs) SNL's Chris Redd. He's not doing it for a paycheck. Okay, okay, I'll see y'all. And The Tonight Show's Becky Drysdale. I already wiped out. Second I walked into my room, ate shit. Join us for the making of Scare Me, a horror comedy from the brilliant mind of Josh Rubin. Uh, Did you really think I was so stupid I wouldn't recognize a run-on sentence? From screenplay, funding, casting, shoot days, music and sound, experience movie magic in all its glory. You can't handle hard conditions, and film isn't really for you. Wait a second, you don't like shooting in negative 15 weather? Pulls his pants down, here it is. Bang! It's just like a fun way to like step your game up, because everybody's so good around you. Sundance is the dream. This year you're going to make a movie no matter what. Can you make a film on a shoestring budget? The main obstacle is like finding the money. There's nothing worse than investing in a movie. What is really paying for those movies is favors. Tear down the fourth wall of filmmaking with our crack team of investigators. Parmesan today, right? No. To be completely honest, not a great time. This is not a good time. <laughs> Don't you come at me and try to get me to spill some stuff. This is Make Cool Shit, hosted by Aaron Hiefitz. It doesn't get any better than that. Season one, make a movie. Three, two, one. <laughs> Coming soon, everywhere you enjoy podcasts. So I guess I'm going to learn the film business. I'm a 10-year-old gymnast. I've been doing gymnastics for three years. Get ready to meet the Wolfers. How you doing? I'm Salome Wolford. I'm Kalisa's mom. And I'm Anthony Wolford, Kalisa's dad. I'm her brother, Kaysa. Kalisa's a bigger clown than me. So, she's like the devil on my shoulders. Stop talking about me like that. So, today's it again. And I have a competition. Yay! All right. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Mm-hmm. Got it. 
Hello. Oh, hi. This is Lauren from Reality oh, Therapy. Hi. How's it going? We have, hi. You have hi. Danny, Lauren, and Lindsay here, and Donnie. Who do we have over there? This is Kason. Ms. Wolford. Anthony Wolford. And Khalees Wolford. Hi. Hi. Khalees, how old are you? I'm 10. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> we saw the reel. Tell us a little bit about what you guys are envisioning for a TV show. Well, I like to explain it as like, Dance Moms meets the Chrisleys. But sports funny. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a sports show, but also family-oriented. So like you get a feel of our family, the behind-the-scenes. Tell us, like, how is everyone involved in the sport? Well, since gymnastics is just a big thing mm-hmm. for my sister, we've just all... It's just our life. It's taking over our life. We eat, sleep, and breathe gymnastics. All we watch on TV is gymnastics. <laughs> gymnastics all the time. If she has to go on the weekends, we all go to the meets. Nobody misses a meet because Khalees is not the same if everybody doesn't go. So this isn't um, um, this isn't cheap. No, it's not. That's definitely not cheap. <laughs> <laughs> We're paying almost a thousand dollars a month for gymnastics. Oh wow! That's wow. not changed, and it's definitely not changed for us. Rockefeller doesn't live in our house. I'll give you an example. One time she had a meet in Texas. Texas is where all the big name gymnasts, kind of the best gymnasts come out of Texas. So she was in the Wolga Classic. She won that classic. Oh, wow. On her level. Nobody on her level scored higher than her. Now I have to save up for things that's going to happen in the future for gymnastics. So that means travel. One leotard for meat season is about $600. And each routine that they do for you is anywhere from $300 to $750. We can't just shell that out when they say, oh, we got a new routine time for you to pay. No, we have to prepare for these things. So we're saving up now for things like that. Are there a lot of African-American people in the young gymnast world? I'm going to be honest with you. No. <laughs> so if Khalees said to you tomorrow, like, I don't want to do this anymore, what would you say? I'm hoping that never happens. I'm going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I just don't see it. Even when she's done with gymnastics for the day, she still wants to stay in the gym. Khalees, you love it? Yes. That's great. Now, can I ask but you... why do you love it? Like, what is, oh, yeah. Why do you love it? Um, I like being challenged. It just makes me feel more confident about myself. That's great. Why is it important for you guys to realize this dream or feat for her? You know, not many families would give up so much. What's your why, I guess? What would your life be otherwise if gymnastics wasn't there? If gymnastics wasn't here, I'd probably be driving a luxury vehicle. (laughs) (laughs) Because, no, we used to own property and everything. I wish I could show you pictures from before and now to how I used to dress and how I dress now. In the past, I would spend five or six hundred dollars on the purse. That's the sacrifice. So let me ask you a question. On the real, you definitely had no problem cursing. Um, Part of being on reality TV shows, you know, being open and being honest as a family. Like, are you willing to sort of be open about your struggles and willing to curse on camera, like be yourselves or... 
Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I can be. Oh, man. But to the other moms, when you come into the thing, they're like, oh, no. There's, yeah, she's there's the crazy that mom. crazy lady. She's the crazy mom that everyone's oh. like, oh, God, here comes Big Mouth. What's the most embarrassing thing your mom has ever done at a meet? At a meet? <laughs> she usually used to meet. do it at my games. I'll, I'll give you an example. One game here in high school, and their defense was getting burnt. The coach wanted to save Kason for offense. So I just, like, put him in the fucking game. <laughs> You're not doing shit. She was literally screaming in his ear. Like, it was just. That's great. I'm glad that you are yourself and you're unfiltered because I think that's awesome. What's your husband like? Is he a big personality? He is the one that really sets me off because he's never serious when I'm trying to be serious. Maybe he's doing that because he thinks you're too serious. <laughs> Maybe. Kids, if you had to describe your mom in three words, what would you say she is? Um, so I would say Chris is a lot too serious and sometimes very mean. <laughs> <laughs> Confident, crazy, and loud. Okay. okay. Anyone have any nice things about her? <laughs> Confidence well, nice. no, Confidence she's good. an amazing mom. She's actually like my best friend, but Aww. she is crazy and loud. <laughs> so you guys think that the show would be, it's like a family sitcom where like the thread mm -mm. is some of these gymnastic competitions for Khalees. And Khalees wins yes. actually every time instead. Yes. <laughs> and that's, that's why I say it's different with Khalees. Most of the time they, their families aren't that exciting either. You guys are pretty fun. You all live in the same house in New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. And then mom and dad, what do you guys do for a living? Tell them what you do, Tony. I work at Rutgers Medical School in Dental. I do maintenance, basically. You sound like you just woke up. <laughs> nah, I was just sitting here watching the game, actually. <laughs> 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 Listening to y'all talk. And I work for the city of East Orange. I'm a job developer. Oh, cool. But when you come to that job site, am I like, oh, no, here comes that crazy lady. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not at work. And then, Khalees, do you have, like, best friends that kind of are in your gymnast world or, like, a best friend? Or, like, on your team? Or, like, a best Yes, I do. Okay. I have a very, very best friend that I love so much. Her name is She's, like, the best person in the world. When you're around her, I love her. Babe, no one has ever said that about me as a friend. That's like, true. Like, when you're around him. <laughs> is on the team with you? Yes. Yes. Oh, cool. Oh, does she come from a different background? Um, yeah, it's really different. How so? Her parents are, like, very, very strict. Like, her mom won't even let her have, like, sleepovers. She was, like, an hour away. Oh, wow. You train at the same gym, though? Yes. Cool. How many girls are on the team with you? Six. During meet season, we're all very close. We take each other's kids if the meets are local. When we oh, trap some of us room together and things like that. And how long is meat season? From January to about April. At what age do you have the definitive moment of this kid's going to be an Olympian or not? And then when that happens, what do you do next? It's really up to Khalees. It's really up to the person. You can't compete until you're 16. She would be 16 for the 2024 Olympics. If she doesn't make that team, she wants to continue training at the rate that she trains and wait for 2028. That would be totally up to Khalees. 
I think you guys sound very interesting. I definitely want to think about this more and talk to Lauren and talk to Lindsay. There's a lot here. I also want to just like do some more research and like educate myself a little bit more on mm -hmm. this world. I know there's been a lot of reality pitches about gymnastics, but I like the unexpected hardships and also like the comedy to all this. It's very unique and mm -hmm. different than I think a lot of other shows. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lindsay, what are you thinking? I love this story and I think you guys are fantastic. I would love to hear more about the community that you're in. So you think you'd be maybe like focusing on a few families or? Right. Interesting. Yeah, or you could focus experience. on one family, but then mm -hmm. see the other right, families every right. once in a while. Right, you know like I mean? that's more what I'm thinking. Yeah. Like the ringleaders of this crew would be them, kind of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know? I love that idea. Because remember, Mom, that's what we were talking about. Yeah, so let us noodle, and then let's circle back with you guys off podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, thank you so much. This is so nice. Yeah, thanks for all You guys seem on. so lovely. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Nice speaking to you guys. Do you guys have any questions for us? <laughs> yeah. yeah, do you have any questions for us? No, we'll just wait to hear from you. Cool. Okay. Good night, Khalees. It was nice meeting you. Nice meeting you. Awesome. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Here's my honest opinion. <laughs> yes. I feel yeah, like Khalees is adorable. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Kaysen, I don't know. Can't really read from the mom. I love. Over. She's funny. Mm hmm. I worry that she, if she's a little too harsh, she would be the heart center of the show, the mom. Mm -hmm. The second I heard about and her mom, I was like, okay, these are all moms. I've talked to a couple of different mom groups that work with Olympic hopeful children. And the issue always is that they have to be a certain way that they worry about image. So I think some of them would not want to participate because that would hurt their chances of being Olympians. I like well, they're unexpected because they're African-American, which I love. Mm -hmm. And they're an expensive sport. I worry about the dad. I think you really need a sitcom dad. Even on the reel we watch, it have a lot of energy and then... Yeah. I like that, though. You have a much better eye for this kind of programming than I do. Like, I I make this sweet, lovable, wholesome American family that, like, doesn't really curse very often. With the whole popularity mm -hmm. of I, Tanya, the idea that, like, you can be a little crass, but still do these sports that are about grace. That are about grace <laughs> I just don't know where you pitch it. But, like, it's cool to know that there is this diverse group of kids that are doing gymnastics, and they're also at the age where they're being worked really hard, but only maybe four of the kids in a country that probably has 600 kids that are at this level mm -hmm. are going to make it. These families are giving everything they have to a dream that's a one in a bajillion chance, mm -hmm. which is interesting. For me, I just don't know if I would want to go down the world of gymnastics. I just feel like it's a really tough sell. It's It almost feels too obvious. Mm. While I think they're awesome, you know, I love that kind of mom. She's so sassy and funny. Mm -hmm. It's missing some of the elements I would need to sell it to a network. What are those key elements? The mom, you know, I wish she had been cursing on the Skype. I wish she had come guns a-blazing, kind of playing that character. What Fair. do you think, Lauren? Do you think it's a show that you'd want to pursue? No, I don't. Because, like I said, I've done the Olympic hopeful before and just gotten shot down so many times by the gym, by the team, by everything. It's, just, yeah. it's difficult because the access isn't a problem. I like the drive. I like that they're 10. And they know what they want to do at a young age, and that passion is really fascinating to me. I also think the struggle and the sacrifice 
there's been shades of that in these other shows too, in Dance Moms. And yes, they were a little bit more affluent. Yes, but they still gave up everything for their child. And it was a more aspirational the way TV likes things to be. Sports in general just scares me. So even though I think the mom's fantastic and the daughter's fantastic, I don't think it's something that I'm going to pursue. Mm-hmm. So Lauren, do you feel the same way? Yeah, I don't think it's something that I would pursue. So yes. mm-hmm. tonight was a very beautiful night. Yes. It was a stormy, thunderous night in New York. It sure was. Mm-hmm. There's also one thing I think tonight we didn't drink as much as we normally do. Wow. Do you think that's why we were so introspective? I'm and only vomit? a tad slurry. <laughs> that's good. I also think Lindsay's quiet demeanor calmed me. <laughs> I was having a very rough week. I've been, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Every time we do this podcast, you're I'm having, having a, a rough week. Yeah. It's yeah, hard for me. It's like, I have like a rock hard body and I'm like six pack abs. It's true. Like, totally. It's so hard. Everybody, right? yeah. Everybody's throwing themselves at you. It's just hard. How well, are you going like, to choose? It's like, Who, what, what, who's in it for your body? Who's in it for your money? But it's like, am I doing a Bitha? Am I doing Mykonos? <laughs> do I do a small island like Panarea? It's like, I'm just, what am I doing this yeah. over? Anyway, we also had talent that I thought was really interesting. And, you know, potentially, I think it created a very interesting dialogue among the three of us with very different POVs. Agreed. All right. Good night, everyone. Happy holidays. (laughs) Happy holidays. Why'd you leave?